this is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. The Guns N' Roses reunion is official. Noah is so excited that all week she's only been masturbating with her mother's vibrator, from 1987. I'm watching you. Whoa! Appetite, appetite for dildo suction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good vintage of vibrator, 1987. It's you the know, hot pink. The funny thing is that um, when I was living with my mother, one day I came home and she had ordered this thing from like QVC. It was oh. a Susan Lucci uh, package. What and is that? Even? Wait, just I'll get to it. <laughs> and then I open it up and there's some like creams inside and stuff. Oh. And then like this little wand oh, that's a no. vibrator. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. But it, What's its true function? The true function is that um, it was like a skincare product. I see. And you the intro is to buff your skin or whatever, like it, something like that. The well, intro isn't done yet, and we're already on yeah. this. Wonderful. Well, Welcome to the live. Wait, now. hold on. So, so it um, it's supposed to like make the crystals or whatever and the cream work better, right. and like rejuvenate your skin and make you look younger. And I open it up and I thought, well, why does my mother need a younger looking vagina? <laughs> oh, yeah. It paid off, trust me. I've seen pictures. It was worth it. I'm sorry. Thank Sid. you, Susan Lucci. <laughs> Tell our listeners where they can find uh, these pictures. It's probably on Reddit somewhere. Is there like a MILFs Gone Wild or something? Oh, God. My mom would not be on that Reddit. Trust me. Why not? Which one would She'll, she be on? She would be on MILFs Gone Crazy. Well, <laughs> some crazy MILFs post naked pictures. They could be crazy and wild. So, wild and crazy MILF. That was a Louis C.K. bit, right? Girls gone. That's why there's no women gone wild. Because girls gone wild, they show you their tits. Women gone wild, they kill you and drown the babies in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) You can post pictures of that on Reddit. I'm sure that there would be a community of people who want to see that. Dead babies in tubs. Mm -hmm. I'll find that picture. No. No? All right, fine. Isn't that tub girl? (laughs) She's alive and well. (laughs) And not a baby. Yeah. Either. She was once a baby. <laughs> it would have been more acceptable for her to shit all over herself when she was a baby. That that would have been a more delightful picture. Yeah. It always comes back to tub girl. It really does. <laughs> if, if there would be one way to describe our show, is it always comes back to tub girl. That's our elevator pitch. <laughs> yep. That's tried the, it. Unlike last week when we didn't get to the show title till about one hour and 45 yeah. minutes. It's worth it. This week, it's, it always comes back to tub girl. <laughs> Yeah. I'll text you with that, Rob, so you have that. Thank you. That's very let's, nice. Let's all be quiet so I can text and not make typos. <laughs> silence until I'm done. Let's take a moment of silence for Sid. <laughs> Poor Sid. Uh, we are... Uh, Sid, did you text me yet? Sent. I didn't capitalize the whole thing, but I feel like you'll know how to format it correctly. <laughs> Tub girl, one word or two? I did it as one word. One word, I believe. Okay. <laughs> like that's a superhero. Yeah. It's true. By the way, the number to dial six four six nine two nine one three five seven. It's been kind of a, a relatively quiet week in metal, save for a few big things. Like Guns N' Roses finally announced a reunion. I still don't think it's going to happen. Like, there's still time for it to, oh, yeah, to totally. go awry. I wasn't sure how you were going to finish that sentence. I was hoping they would announce that they're never playing together again. <laughs> no, they're definitely playing again. Well, Axl Rose slash and Duff McKagan 
are definitely playing together again. Right, Steven but, Adler, nobody wants to hang But this out was an, an announcement, Storm. so I thought maybe there was an no. update that they were never going to play again. Oh, well, no, no, no. The, they officially confirmed they're headlining Coachella. Mm-hmm. Coachella is sold out. Ugh. Can you imagine Axl Rose camping at Coachella? No, no because he gets flown in. Yeah. Well, there is also a, a caveat to this, which is that they are going to play at Coachella, but they're going to arrive seven years late, as usual. <laughs> so they pretty much won't be playing. It'll be as relevant then as it is now, <laughs> meaning not at all. Guns and Roses. Just stop. Are they going to have an oxygen machine for Axel at Coachella? I'm sure that's so. what that's what he needs. He's a fucking 300-pound fat bastard. Mm-hmm. He has an I mean, that's like, uh, I believe I mentioned this on the show when I was lucky enough to be side stage for Guns N' Roses at an okay. award show. You got the scoop. Uh, I got so the scoop that he has, he has a little tent with an oxygen tank in it just to <gasps> catch his breath. He looks like Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> oh. Does he have the diabetes? Is diabetes. that what's going on? He's got diabetes. It's possible. Uh. <laughs> He's eating Quaker Oats on stage while singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like just like a visiting nurse that comes onto the stage at certain points just to check his blood sugar levels. <laughs> it's like, okay, you could do another song. You're good for now, Axel. <laughs> Take me down to Diabetes City. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Like, I, I, I'll definitely watch the web stream of it. <laughs> Get your what popcorn. Ringing endorsement. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't want to, like, fly all the way out to the desert in Coachella. What's the more morbid web stream, that or the Lemmy funeral? That wasn't morbid. That was a fun celebration. Did you get was to watch it any of it? Huh? Did you get to watch any of it? Yeah. What was your favorite part? <laughs> what was your favorite part? <laughs> like, it's Star Wars, yeah. The Force Awakens. <laughs> Was it believable? <laughs> I like the part where the stormtrooper called him a traitor. <laughs> he probably would have. There's probably at least like some Nazi stormtrooper memorabilia there. So <laughs> yeah, it's that true. does make sense. Different kind of stormtrooper that did they liked. Did they bury him in like an SS uniform or something? How did that work? No, no. I think he was cremated. But they had like in a little. SS they uniform? had a little shrine. There was nothing. Nazi like that. Did they, did they slice the cocoa puffs off his face before cremation? Because those things should be sent to the Smithsonian. Why? Well, I, I think that would be nice, or like make a necklace out of them, and uh, someone with a lot of money could buy. Or them each of his friends could like pass it around. It could be like Brotherhood of the Traveling Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> it could be like an anthology series of movies of just like washed up metal dudes wearing his cocoa puffs on their neck and having there crazy was, experiences. It was a who's who up there uh, at his funeral. <laughs> Uh, Dave Grohl was, uh, spoke. Lars yeah. spoke. Yeah. What do you uh, say? Anyone who liked attention spoke. Yeah, seriously. No, that's no. They all had a really good speech. His son spoke. His son gave a very the guy oh. who heartwarming speech. The guy who made a million dollars off of his money in the video poker. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who used to come to collect all the twenties that oh. he threw in there at the end of the week. His personal assistant helped him get into those denim jeans. Oh come on! All the time, squeezing those Slap. things. What does his son look like? He kind of looks cute? like a, uh, he's a... He's an older gentleman. He's like in his 40s. Oh, my goodness. So, his 85-year-old uh, so friend who's totally not a German Nazi war yeah. criminal. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, gave him all that stuff on his wall. It's too soon. Jawohl! Levy was great guy! <laughs> he understood. I don't know. I feel like 
We've joked in the past about yes. uh, how, oh, well, I mean, come on. How do you have all of that memorabilia and not be a Nazi? Yes. But I genuinely think that, he's like, he ju- yeah, like, he doesn't have, like, he's so hateless. <laughs> like, he doesn't give a shit enough to hate Jews. Did he also have, like, allies memorabilia or just Nazi? Or, or maybe he's just, like, not that um, aware of history that he just thinks the costumes are Wait, cool. And he's he not know that aware him. of history that he collects tons of historical... <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but he just collects them. <laughs> he likes just, them aesthetically. He thinks the yes. Nazis had uh, cool styles. I believe... Right. I think that's kind of it. I feel that's part of it, for sure. I don't think so. I mean, he's not a Nazi. He's... Well, he's dead now. I, I he don't think he was like burning Jews in his basement or anything. But he wouldn't but, be against it if somebody yeah. else started the bonfire. No, he I don't kick think them so. Out. I don't think. I don't so. think he was. I think he was ambivalent to all that stuff. Is what what I'm yeah. saying. I like that you called it a bonfire. I don't know if you noticed, but on um, making a murder. Oh yeah, he Brian called it Dessie a bomb fire. A bomb bomb fire. fire. Well, the kid was retarded. Yeah, he's I know. Every time I would disabled. see that, I, like it would just break my heart even more. Over what happened? Uh, that was so sad. We could. We should get that guy to call into the show. We yeah. could give him Brian WrestleMania Dassey? spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but I will yes. he uses one weekly phone call. On yeah, us. why not? What else is? I mean, he's probably <laughs> really busy right now. But we'd I don't probably know, be I don't more entertaining know for him. Who you're talking about? Oh, I need to catch up. Oh. Watch wow. Making a Murderer. Yes. Yes. And you'll understand all of this. Great show. Oh, also, also Triple H spoke in his oh, boy. Which oh, was like, get what the fuck? How was that? Yeah. He shared some funny he, stories. He made he made people. He never even did he do that bloody. thing with the water bottle? Yeah, I was going to ask. No, he was very respectful. Come on, he didn't do it. He poured the water on the ashes, and they just like dissolved. Oh, the the only time that I had FOMO, which, as we all know, means fear of missing out, uh, about this whole thing, because you know, after the funeral, uh, everyone went to the rainbow to like. Celebrate and party in Lemmy's honor. You think they would have let you into that? Come on, you didn't sure. miss out on anything. No, they would have been at capacity, and you would not have made the cut. Come on. Yeah, you would have been. You're not you like a friend know. of Lemmy's. Get I know the fuck people. Out of here. No. <laughs> I could have got it. No. All right. Well, anyway, Dancing was there. Just taking yeah. photos. Yeah. Just like, based on that, they wouldn't have let you in. Yeah. Well, no, but he thinks I'm the son of the Big Show. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> We could have hung but out. then he could have asked Triple H if that was true. And Triple H would be like, no, I've met Big Show's son. That's not him. And then you'd have been kicked the fuck out of there. I don't think Triple H went to the party. He just went to the funeral. Well, the Typical full, Triple H. I can't yeah. believe I'm about to say this oh, sentence. No. But the full stream of Lemmy's funeral yeah. can be watched. Do you think this is going to be a trend? Trend. There's <laughs> also an inside the coffin camp to watch it deteriorate. <laughs> no, the, there was no coffin. Dust. There was no coffin. He was cremated. But Whatever. who gets the ashes? His Cocoa Puffs? No, no it's, it's, I'm the, serious. It's, his urn is probably going to be at the whiskey, like where he would Oh, yeah, sell. I don't <laughs> Sprinkle it on the poker machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you joke, but the poker, there was like a big memorial around the poker machine. <laughs> with like going. roses and like the seat. is Like, like when like a little said, kid gets killed in a car accident and you see those little <laughs> setups on the street corners, except this was in front of a video <laughs> poker machine. <laughs> like flowers and candles. Three bells and three sevens. <laughs> Two dead hookers. Oh, he didn't kill like the anyone. tomb of the unknown. No, not that he killed, just that they oh, found just, as they like in honor died of over him. there. They were like he was a regular customer of theirs, but I mean he's been going to hookers for like forty years, so they're old women by now. Yeah, or maybe hookers <laughs> so. just go to the whiskey to die. Well, that too. <laughs> or they drink whiskey to die. Wait, go to the whiskey or to the rainbow? 
whatever the rainbow. Rob, well, the, the whole Sunset Strip was part. The whiskey had a show going on where they had motorette covers. That was probably like, great. Yeah, sure. Is it just like tribute band, like Mr. Brownstone doing? No, it was like uh, Alex Skolnick. Dave oh, Allison. for fuck's sake! Is he just waiting <laughs> for people like, to die? Who? Like Cor- Metal. Corey Taylor went up, and a bunch of other singers went up, and they all did a, a motorhead. See that you might have been allowed into because you would have just bought a ticket. The Rainbow thing was a public event; anybody could get into it. But it that's not a big place. Yeah, no, they were rotating in and out. Two, yeah. one, one in, one out. Okay, so you would have had to wait online for I, like half the night. Uh, sure. And then you would have been in and, and they're like, hey, dancing! Dancing would have been long gone by then. Robert just sticking around. Or like say hello to Dave Grohl. He was hanging out all over the place. We have some breaking news from the chat. Oh, no. Douglas Levison is there. And he says, I was there. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. I he talked, was, but they cut me out. He was working the door. And everyone who walked up, he asked them who they were. And you would not have made the Levinson cut. He walked so. uh, uh, Lemmy up on stage in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> Proud, I mean, that could have been true. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> we have a phone call, Rob. He actually oh. probably yelled at Lemmy for playing in the street, too. <laughs> and Lemmy's like, you're right, I'll stop. Yeah. And he died. 562, you're on the live cast. Hey, it's El Duderino. I did go to the memorial yesterday, and I drank some whiskey and died a little on the inside. <laughs> so how was it? Where Were you at the rainbow? Did you get into the rainbow? Or the bow, uh, as yeah, the locals w- call it? Yeah, I went to the rainbow bar and grill, and oh my God. The bow. There was like literally no elbow room wherever you could go. This place. So when, when did you like arrive? 200. Yeah, it's a small um, bar. I it's a bar and grill? Yeah, like so you, you get, get food, food at the rainbow. Yeah, oh they have like, God. oh, I've eaten there. It's it just horrible? like, it's all right. It's like a decent like Italian diner. Well, Did we only s- know one person that ate there, and he's dead. Yeah, that's true. So. They have decent pizza. Did they too. say no, like good. what Lemmy's favorite meal was? I, uh, yeah, whiskey and coke. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jack and coke. That's his favorite meal. Wait, so like, what time did you get there? Um, I got there around like two thirty, so it was like really early in the day. It oh. got packed very quickly, and, and it was already packed. They wow. had his his one seat already at the end where you'd always play video poker. They have that reserve. No one could sit in. It's of so course. rude. I don't know why I, mean, I find that seriously. so funny. Like yeah. I'm sitting there putting quarters in this fucking. Thing. I mean, this was just his local watering hole. This is like, like his hang. He's just like an old Jewish lady yeah. in Atlantic City, except it's Lemmy from Motorhead. <laughs> what if that's I mean, why? Awesome. Uh, what if that's why yeah. Lemmy uh, started hating Jews because of Douglas Levison he yelling did at him? Not hate Jews. Let's All not right. make that a meme. Okay. Come on. Oh. He collected Nazi memorabilia. That's he did. Yeah. Do I don't that. think yeah. we'd be the ones making. I think that's already. A meme as soon as people knew he collected Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> I don't think we're true. beginning or ending that. I love Rob that we're the one. Sh- we're like the one metal related show that's actually knocking Lemmy. Like, I'm not knocking oh, him. We cut to the core, man. We're hard hitting news here. He has a sense of humor. He would have been like, no, he does. Yes. Who's knocking him? Was this speaking but facts about his life? What they also had was like a really big backdrop silhouette uh, on the side of the bar that everyone could go up and like sign like write like oh thank you see you on the other side did Bullshit. you read any like I fun ones just... um no particular famous people i did see um tony frasta and uh ryan from municipal waste they i ended up going to their show later on in the day i didn't want to say it the whole thing but yeah they were cool they showed up uh landfill was there too who landfill Oh, landfill. 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 Okay. Rob doesn't know who that is. Yeah. He was on our the show. Bassist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he took three weeks to call us. <laughs> yeah. Did you give him shit for that? 
call us? Yeah. You're on the show? Um, no. He's our reporter. He's... No, he's a wonderful gentleman. No, do you remember he no, was you said, yeah. No, you, you said call us. Rob. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he is a part of the show. Me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but at least you got into the rainbow where Rob was kicked out. So you got that over. <laughs> Rob is pretty yeah, I was into the whole event. Uh, I was into the whole event. I like dressed up. I had like a black top hat that I just put like a bunch of like ace of spades around it. Did I shaved my picture? beard a little to be in the same shape as his. And for the Cocoa Puff, I took a hot fireplace poker and stabbed my cheek with it. So <laughs> I figured I'd go the whole nine yards. What did your mother say when you got home? She said it looked like you had a lot of fun. <laughs> you look like a 72-year-old man. But no, I didn't. No, I don't live with my parents. I didn't see them yesterday. Are they okay, though? How are they doing? They're doing fine like any other middle-aged 50-year-old couple. What kind of parents do you have? Do you have, like, crazy ones? One man, one woman? Yeah. Um, They're pretty standard as far as it goes. My mom's just basically liking everyone's mom, like, a big caterer loves making, like, food for everyone, really nice and generous. Um, That doesn't sound like our mothers at all. um, (laughs) Seriously. uh, and my dad's pretty much um, count by numbers old angry white man. Oh yeah, <laughs> voting for Trump? Oh no, not anything to that degree. Like oh. he's yeah. pretty knowledgeable and doesn't really support any like ridiculous Republicans <laughs> or anything like that. But does he support Lemmy? Old angry, his hair's leaving. See I don't a, know. See a little uh, racist at all? You said angry white man. Yeah, no, that's no, sort of the connotation. I got no, so he's, he's not colored by numbers. Stupid people! Like we live in LA, so there's a bunch of dumb drivers that always pisses him off. Does your dad smoke weed? Nothing out of the regular. Does your dad smoke weed? How did you know? <laughs> yeah, I actually um, did smoke with him for a little while. Um, he grew up in the '70s, so he loved like um, them. Um, Forgetting the fucking band name, like they had the color, their logo Grateful with the colorful dead. teddy bear. Or... Grateful Dead. He was a deadhead. Yeah, Grateful Dead. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could forget their How many times did stuff. you smoke with your dad? How much did I smoke? No, no. What, like, with my dad? How many times did you say you smoked with him? It was more than that number <laughs> you're trying to make me say. <laughs> What's that number? <laughs> oh. Oh. Rest in peace, Peter, envisioning himself as a part of our show. Since <laughs> he is, um, he is. Well, he is. I mean, this show belongs to everyone, not just us. Right. He's a long time. We can whore ourselves. Member out. of the family. Yeah. We're just teasing. We like to tease. Mm-hmm. Someone asked in the chat a uh, very uh, seriously pertinent question: Who gets uh, Lemmy's Nazi memorabilia now? It should yeah. be in his will. Maybe it's auctioned off. Rob, could you volunteer for the try to? <laughs> I don't want it. Rob doesn't have room in his apartment. He lives in Brooklyn. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that we could burn it because it's Nazi stuff, and we're Jews. Mm. Rob, you should find this out, though. This seems like 
a relevant thing that you could post on your heavy metal news website. Can you get access to his will? I'm really wondering what he's leaving for. <laughs> I don't think on. that's I don't think you could that's like a private thing. But oh. it's still que- the reasonable questions to ask like who gets his ashes, who gets all his Nazi memorabilia. These are known things about him that I mean someone gets them. You're right. Is he married or what? I don't even know. Uh, Rob. Uh he had a he had a lady friend. <laughs> a long-time partner. A uh, companion, yeah. Like Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell type of thing. Yeah, because there was like throughout, it was actually Goldie Hawn. <laughs> throughout the ceremony, like uh, they kept sending their thoughts to this woman, wow. and it was clear like uh-huh. what was going Who, what on. was her name? Fred. I forget what it is. <laughs> was she? Do you know what she looks like? Like is she? An uh, old lady? She actually looked like a twenty-three-year-old uh, chick. Is it uh, Brett Michaels? Are you ca- sure it wasn't Brett? Caramel-skinned, buxom lady. <laughs> but you don't remember another reason why I don't think Lemmy's a, a Nazi or a racist right why because he's with a, t- a, a a blonde woman no I said a caramel oh, skin oh caramel skin I thought for some reason maybe I heard it's that. caramel just, skinned well she could be blonde but just tan like from a tanning she bed she could be Israeli no 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 I feel like she was either she looked like she was either a, a Latina mm-hmm. or or a, a fine Nubian princess does he have any kids <laughs> Yeah, he has a son. His son gave the first speech, and it was actually really touching. And Aww. and uh, did he talk like Lemmy? <laughs> yeah, does no. he have an accent? I mean, that. he sounds like a British dude, but uh, this lady in this picture? No, I mean not his accent. I mean, There's did he have like that voice, that Lemmy voice? No. Okay. But um, you have, is there any clips of anyone speaking at the thing? Oh no. I guess the audio is bad on this. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sid is trying to figure out who this chick is. It's a good thing. There's only a handful of photos of Lemmy with women on the internet. <laughs> so quick. You can't talk about like a 23-year-old woman without Sid immediately going to the Isn't internet and trying to find pictures of her naked. No. Yeah. How of course. <laughs> These are all fairly recent photos of him with chicks. There's like lots of pictures of him with Juliet Lewis for some reason. Is it Juliet Lewis? Yes. No. no. Who cares? I can send you the photo uh, a little later. Juliet Lewis hangs out with rock and rollers. Is it Kat Von D? No, Kat Von D is dating Steve-O. Is this? That's Kat Von D. Why is she with Lemmy here? Because they're friends. Is she cheating on Steve-O? No. Fucking bitch. Why? Why? Because she, so, because she hangs out with another man. Look, here's another cheating. photo. There's half these photos of him with this, this lady cheating on Steve-O. Rob, get Steve-O just, on the phone. Wait, just because Kat Von D is hanging out with another man, why Did Steve-O find cheating? out and kill Lemmy? Wow. Kat Von D and Lemmy have been friends for a long time. If you follow her Instagram, you know. Yeah, is- also, I'm pretty sure Kat Von D having sex with Steve-O is how AIDS started. Go on. He just always looked that way naturally without trying. Oh, it sounds just like him. To him, it wasn't a business gear Except toward less, profit, and he wore know. no mask. Is this Martin Freeman? I miss my dad. Ever think act like that. <laughs> and I know that's one of the main reasons why we all loved him so much, as well as the music, of course. Motorhead's final album, Bad Magic was not an easy record to get through Sounds like a dad. prime minister. He doesn't sound like He struggled like with it, but father. he got through it. And what's especially poignant is how much energy came from the band and especially from my father in those final studio performances, even at that fragile point in his life. I personally would like to thank Cameron Webb 
for having the facility to assist my father. I mean, the whole if you the whole ceremony is like a two-hour thing. Was this guy in leather pants as he was reading this? He did wear uh, the lemmy hat. No, but he was just. There was a dude that totally looked like a forty, like just like a a thrash head. I I don't know who he was because, like, I I was coming in and out of this thing. Tony from Municipal Waste. He looked like like if Tony from Municipal Waste aged thirty years. He was like this grandpa in a denim leather, uh, a a, a denim vest. Was it uh, the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Fallon? (laughs) It was kind (laughs) of like did kind of look like the Boogie Woogie Man. Rest in peace. They were probably friends at some point, right? I have um, was Ken Pierce at? Oh no, no, definitely not. Here's no, what this no. guy sounded like. Are you kidding me? That's stretchy. Well, I don't like it. Take it back. But uh, never had. I guess this is one of his roadies. Never had. And, uh, C.C. Deville. Kind of <laughs> looks like a C.C. Deville. <laughs> you know who that is, right? Rob? From Poison. Yeah, yeah okay, good. Because you said looks like a C.C. Deville. Like that was like a character type and not or an actual person. Isn't a car, isn't there a C.C. Deville? The Coupe Deville. Oh, okay. Close enough. After, that's what he would want. He wouldn't want people crying. Is this he Triple H? This is Triple H, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, happy celebrating his life. And thank you for that. Um, you know, I grew up a kid, just probably like a lot of people in this room. Yes, I grew yes. up a kid too. Triple H, thanks. Business, became successful <laughs> enough speaking. to where I finally reached a point where I could have some input into what my entrance music was and oh, entrance yeah. music for what we do what as all of you would know was. you know it's music creates the image music creates the emotion and the feel for he, what you I do. like that he's telling a room of musicians quick someone cue the that. ass man theme song ah. I know uh, you guys don't know a lot about music here <laughs> but uh, when I come out they play motorhead and then people think of me in that uh, image Douche, self-important douche yeah. fuck. Oh, calm down. I'm a calm yeah, down. Here you go. Here's some wrestling music that really I, creates uh, an image. Yeah, I remember when I first heard Ass Man. Uh, I saw an image uh, of an ass. Uh, just created that whole aura and that whole, uh, that whole zeitgeist around Billy Gunn. These people took lessons. They went to school. To learn to do this. This is the end result of years of training. Noah, this is your jazz training right here. Pump it up! It's a pentatonic scale. What is this? This is acetonic scale. It's a 251 progression. Anal tonic. uh. (laughs) He's flatting the third and altering the ninth. You should make that up. Tell the truth. Yes. Yes, you can. What's really happening? Analyze this. A whole lot of garbage. A whole lot of garbage. <laughs> nice. Uh, creating my music. This is, I like this better than his fucking. Uh, play, I, I think this is a better song than, than any Ass of those. Man is better than Time to Play the Game? Yes. I mean, Ass no. Man is pretty yes. catchy and it makes you feel no, good. No, wait, hold on. No. Time out. Can I at least defend my statement? Sure. Because sure. I, I think that. <laughs> Uh, you're thinking it's being demeaned in your mind because of the fact that Triple H is like an all-time great wrestler and Billy Gunn is just like a douche. But taking that out of the equation, I just feel like I I don't like the game song. It's just repetitive. I love the game song. I think it's one of my favorite all-time songs. Entrances. (laughs) If I had to choose between the two, then I would say that um, the game sounds like a lot of other Motorhead songs. So I... 
could get rid of it and go for ass man. It's not good. <laughs> it's, so you trash. <laughs> but thrash the ass man. Yes. Yeah, I think you guys song. are grading on different scales here. I don't think this is no. fair at all. I, it's not because it's Motorhead. I think his other... Uh, the fact that his two songs is retarded to begin with. But I think the, two songs the Bow Down, Down to the King song I like better. I like it. I think it's catchy. Oh. The other one, I, it's just like... It gets me hyped. Okay. The beginning, it's like the key to wrestling theme songs is the first three yeah. seconds. Yeah. And it has a good first three. Time to play the game. But then, it, I don't know, then it's shitty. It's shitty after that. Like it. Let's see what else Triple H says. I wanted that raw, guttural feeling. I wanted Lem. I wanted all that passion Lem. and that power. I know him uh, well enough to call him Lem. Matter of fact, <laughs> the last three years of his life, I just called him Lem. <laughs> we were that close. Took him to a field trip to Auschwitz where he gave one of the tour guides a pedigree just in Lemmy's honor. Me and Lem down in Auschwitz. Looking at the old pictures uh, of German guards in their snazzy uniforms. Uh, and Lemmy knew him so well, he didn't call him Triple H, he just called him H. H. Lion Huh. Uh, Lion Huh. <laughs> the two of us, buds, knew him better than any you cocksuckers in this room. Uh, <laughs> fucking Triple H. That's what I did. Sucking. And. At a certain point in time, they just couldn't get the sound right, trying to make it otherwise, and and our people came. At one point, does Steve Austin run in and give him a stunner? Does that happen to kind of like end end the eulogy? Like the glass breaking sound effect in the church? Like, whoa, what? No, it has to be Roman Reigns. It has to be Roman Reigns giving him the Superman punch. No one cares about him. Yeah, seriously. What do you want? I said, I want Motorhead. And they said, well, why don't we just ask Motorhead? And I said, because I didn't know that was an option. And I and we made the call, and Lem and Mickey and Phil Lem. gave me the greatest gave me the greatest gift of all time, which was Hepatitis. their sound. Yeah. Oh, their they gave sound. Ninetieth minute of the speech. One of the bad, most badass things. The, that, the, the greatest gift of, of all time, not his wife bearing him a child, no. but Motorhead Lem saying, Lem. "Yeah, we'll give you like a shitty B side." Yeah. Sure. Sure, I'm not doing anything this weekend. <laughs> created the game. They then went on to create King of Kings. They went on to create evolution for me. Um, By the way, nobody yeah. knows what he's talking yeah, seriously. about. You know, guys, evolution. Le, me and Le. <laughs> and and Rick Flair. You don't know Rick and Flair. Me, if you're not a fan of what we do, if you're in a stadium with about 80,000 people in it, and you're coming up on a rise. This, yeah, this is just one humble brag after another. Doesn't Le have any fucking relatives that he's monopolizing <laughs> time from right now? This was at the, towards the end of the it's ceremony. Filibustering the fucking funeral. Smoke all around you with the world title around your waist, and you look to your side as you come up with lasers and pyro and motorhead playing and fucking Lemmy's. Oh, about you. It is the most. Fuck This speech is finally gonna end! <laughs> Oh. Oh, they're applauding because he, he got stunnered. That's why they're applauding. Years, Lemmy gave me the gift of his friendship. Um, you know, we connected in in some way. We connected. My check cleared. He would yeah. always come uh, whenever he was in town, and we were in town. Most often, it would be Staples Center, but London, wherever we were. Uh, I had a partial stake in, uh, in the in the slot machine company. <laughs> 
So me and him were definitely friends. Uh, I knew I'd pay him for the song, but that money would come right back to me. <laughs> didn't One co- quarter at a time. It didn't cost me a dime. Uh, <laughs> maniacal bastard. Oh, two bars and a seven. So close, Lem. <laughs> he so really close. is the cerebral assassin. <laughs> Pulling downstairs, and he'd wait, and before my match, they'd go get him, and he'd come out, and he'd sit in the arena. And the they'd wheel him out. <laughs> say hi to him on my way into the ring, and I'd wrestle, and then I'd come out, and I'd talk to him again, and then he'd say, I'll see you in the car, and he'd wait outside until the show was over. What? And I'd showered, and I'd come back, and I'd sit in the car with him for hours, and we'd just talk. Yeah, right. That happened. Let me, me ever watch him shower? Sometimes he'd play me something else he wanted me to hear. Or a track that he was working on for us, or um, a Humble lot of times we just talked about life. Oh. What track and did he ever work on besides those two tracks? He never worked on anything. He's just else. saying he all played the, him Motorhead like songs. All the new material. Like, hey, I'm working on a new album. Oh, I thought songs. he said something he worked on for us. No, no, no. That he did By other times, songs. I was the bad guy in wrestling, and uh, <laughs> after and at this four or five times, see wrestling is uh, scripted. We all play characters. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I'm going to explain everything at the molecular level to you. Uh, <laughs> getting beaten again and uh, walking up to him and Lem, I went over to him to shake his hand. Lem. And I gave him a hug and he looked right at me and he goes, man, you suck. You lose all the time. He said, you can't win a match to save your life. I don't know why I come and see you. And I, I guess I probably looked at him stunned, and he grabbed me by the back of my neck, and he said, that's why you're perfect for Motorhead. Mm. And that's uh, uh, when I hit him with my brass knuckles for insulting <laughs> me. And that's when I refused to lose another match <laughs> in my career. All because of the <laughs> embarrassing me and emasculating me in front of Vince McMahon. Uh, he, uh... You know, a lot. Of, you hear a lot of people talk about the the differences in who he was. You know, on an image and in front, the ultimate rock and roll icon. But then the the guy behind that was totally different, polite, and, and, and all the things that you've heard said. And do you think that Lemmy knew about Triple H's L- L- um, like? Um, horse riding character or whatever the hell he was before? Oh, was oh the aristocrat. Yeah, Jean-Paul I want Paul Levesque. Levesque. leaning on new. By the way, we don't get to call him Le, Rob. That's, no. that's no. only for his close friends that <laughs> sat in cars with him for four hours. Do you yeah. think that, that if Lemmy did Sorry. know about that character, he would have been so kind as to give his music to Le? <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is, he's, this is like a 20-minute a humble brag. That's Seriously. all this is. Do you think uh, at any point in these uh, little car chats, Lemmy like, took his dick out and just jerked off? Like, <laughs> but, but like mid-conversation? Time just like he's so used one to, out. Yeah. <laughs> he's so used to like groupies getting in the car with him. He's just like, yeah, but this is how people kind of converse, right? Like, I just take my dick out. This is a rental. Come a little dust and we'll talk about stuff. For fuck's sake! You think he knew what city he was in? Any no idea. No way. Zero chance. I went to a show. You think Triple H did? We went. Here's a backstage. There was a stadium show that was going to be playing the next day, so I stayed over with my wife and. Motorhead was playing, and there was a bunch of other iconic rock bands, heavy metal bands, that I won't say the name of, just in case you're embarrassed by the story. But they were all there, and um, we walked in backstage, and uh, Todd was with us, and as we're walking down the hallway, I'm Todd is Motorhead's manager. All these iconic heavy metal stars that I am in all Duh, everybody knows that. And they're wearing Bermuda shorts and 
Hawaiian shirts and they've got glasses of wine and there's incense and there's like they're actual humans. It's not at all what you would expect growing up as a kid. You know what I mean? Uh, Seeing all this and this is what as I'm going down the hallway and I'm seeing all that. I'm thinking, wow, this is just so different because a lot of these bands I'd never met before. And then I get to Lem's dressing room and Todd opens the door and I go to step in with Todd. He goes, Lem, H is here. And there are two topless girls. There's a pile of blow, a bunch of pills. Lem has a towel on and another towel on his head. Like a big giant turban. Um, How many of you think this story is made up? 100% made up. Because it sounds to me like he's just trying to come in. And as I go to step through, he says, with Steph, my wife, and Lem goes, shit, close the door. (laughs) And they close the door. We stepped out, close the door. My wife, meet meet the the lamb. Step in. Could that dr- Triple H sing my wife like that be a drop? Could we somebody please? Uh, Rob, rewind it. We need to hear him say it like I that again. A little bit. <laughs> too good. I take it my wife and uh, my brother B-Law. And there we go. Another famous anti-Semite. Look we, at this. It we, all comes together. We, we go to the uh, to, to the Auschwitz and uh, we see the photograph of killing the Jew. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> My wife, my wife, Stephanie. <laughs> Yo, yes. Uh, why you laugh? This is exciting time for me. I don't understand it. <laughs> mm. The ultimate rock and roll icon. Of them the yeah, seriously. El Arena wants to hear Triple H say airport. Todd oh, no. opens the door and I go to step in with Todd. He goes, Lem, H is here. And there are two topless girls. There's a pile of blow, a bunch of pills. Lem has a towel on and another towel on his head, like a big giant turban. And he's like, "Come, tell him to come in." And as I go to step through, he says, "With Steph, my wife." My wife. My wife. Y'all. Please mark the time code on that. Let's. We have to yes, extract it's that. It's too good. Oh, wow. Fucking. Rob is literally crying. I really am. I'm trying to find Borat actually saying that. I think, is this it? With Steph, my wife. You can help and my <laughs> wife die. Is okay. I bury her here. No, that's not it. That's <laughs> if another of my wife dies, my wife's okay. I heard my wife. It's more somber, my wife. Yeah, my wife. Y'all. Y'all. Wa-wa-wee-wa! That's what Triple H said when wife. he saw Lem. And Lem goes, Lem. Shit, close the door. And they close the door. We stepped out, close the door. A couple minutes go by. We open the door back up to step in. Now with my wife. Everybody has clothes on. My wife pants on. is my wife. <laughs> this is my other wife. <laughs> this is my mistress. This is my girlfriend. This is my sister. <laughs> and this one I have to pay money for. But she worth it. Wow, wow, wee wow. All right, we got a caller. Oh, I'm into the lamb. <laughs> Are you my wife? Nine oh nine. You're on the live cast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's right. It's my you buddy. Gotta uh... me. You got you. You got to out me with that nine oh nine, man. That's like you know, people look down on that out here. 
Oh, uh, I don't think anyone on the West Coast will know. What's the stigma about uh, about 909? It's just a number. Uh, It's the area code of the Inland Empire. So, like, you know, if you're in the Valley, you're 818. If you're Snoop Dogg, you're 714. Although, actually, Snoop Dogg moved to the 909. Um, It's just like a... I don't know. I, it's it's followed me all my life because I grew up in Indianapolis, my on life. the south side, which is the south. That was also negative. Life. So I'm always in, I'm always on the wrong side of the tracks. Gotcha. Uh, Ryan Ryan Downey is a senior editor for Alt Press or, or senior West Coast editor. What's the official title? Uh, it, it was West Coast editor, then it was uh, senior editor, and then uh, right before the holidays, it is now VP uh, content development. Whoa. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ryan heard developing all kinds of content about area codes on your show. Right <laughs> uh, Ryan heard uh, we were we were talking about Lemmy, and he said he had a few uh, Lemmy stories to yeah. share. Okay, so yeah, uh, so so I am. Um, did you know Lemmy? Yeah, I, I like it. Well, I got to you know, like a lot of people, um, I was lucky enough to meet him and have a couple of experiences with him, which were brief, uh, but not only incredible, but also, um, you know, really demonstrative of a lot of the anecdotes that people were telling at the memorial service yesterday. Um, praise modern technology. I, uh, watched the stream via my iPad, via my Apple TV on my television. And, um, I thought it was pretty moving. Um, I agree. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, but there were so many great stories and, and so much of his personality and charm and, humor and all of that um was there any particular really, story really that, came through was there any particular story that stuck out to you um you know what i've i've laughed i think the hardest surprisingly enough at some of matt sorum's stories um he was talking about when he you know he filled in uh on drums for motorhead for a tour or two and he was talking about when he got this text message from lemmy that said Hey, can you sit in for Phil? Or I guess it would have been Mickey D at the time. Um, he was like, "Can you sit in uh, on this tour?" And Matt Storm said he wrote back and said, uh, "Yeah, but why me?" And Lemmy wrote back, "Dave Grohl is busy." <laughs> Lemmy, like always, always honest. And then and then so Storm writes back. Yeah, I'm in. When do we rehearse? And Lemmy wrote back, we don't. It was just like, yeah, that. And then, of course, you know, as the consummate Metallica nerd, I've heard all of Lars's Lemmy stories many, many times, many iterations, many different uh, avenues over the years. But um, those were still really great to hear. And I mean, there's no uh, there's no band and no human being love him or hate him who has championed Lemmy and Motorhead harder than that guy. And that was it was like nice to be reminded of, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy how they totally credit Motorhead with motivating them to start a band. That, yeah, that was. I mean, and and, uh, and and also with, and you know, somebody else who said this, um, I forget who, but uh, what you know, Lemmy and Lars. Lars made a comment about Lemmy uh, writing that line between, uh, you know, such a rock star that he's so cool and yet not too much of a rock star that he's lame and like what a, what a delicate balance that is. Yeah. And how that was like the biggest thing they got from motorhead was that excessive. I mean, we, we take it as a given now because I mean, doing what we do for a living, how many times do we hear, Oh, it's all for the fans, man. Like we just, 
care about our fans so much. We want to take every picture and sign every autograph. But I mean, that that was really new in the 70s. <laughs> but say, that was not the attitude. I would say that you Rob know, balances got to grow that line, too. Oh, really thanks, well. Noah. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and by the way, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't know how long you can let me ramble, so feel free to cut me off whenever you need me to. But my, my first uh, quick Lemmy story, I chuckled at this also because when uh, Grohl was talking, he said the first time he met Lemmy was at Crazy Girls in Hollywood, which, uh, you know, along with Jumbo's Clown Room and, of course, the Rainbow were, like, known haunts of Lemmy. And I laughed because, you know, I'm not, uh, by any means would describe myself a strip club regular or connoisseur of any sort in my life. You certainly the first sound time I like met one. Lemmy was at Crazy Girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, so I laughed as soon as Dave Grohl said that yeah, the first time I met Lemmy was he saw him playing video games at Crazy Girls. I, I just exactly want to quickly, yeah, the first time. I feel like anybody who goes to L.A., everybody has a first time they they ran into Lemmy's story because the, yeah. the, the dude just hangs. Totally. He's either at the Rainbow or one of those strip clubs. This is what was great, too. Is I, you know, I moved here uh, 15 years ago next month to California. And the first week that I was here, um, my friends took me to Crazy Girls twice. And the first time we went, we met Lemmy. And the second time we went, you know, and I, and I was like, oh, L.A. rules. Like, you know, I've been here like a few days. It's not, Lemmy, like, this is insane. Yeah, L.A. Yeah. is the best place so in the world. Special. And then later that week at Crazy Girls, uh, we saw Shifty Shellshock. Oh, and that's when I went, L.A. Down. sucks. I hate this place. Get me out of here. <laughs> So I had like the whole gamut of the LA experience at Crazy Girls in my first week in California, um, and Lemmy was part of that. But the, the and he was very gracious and very cool and everything that everyone else has always said, uh, without exception. Um, but even cooler than that, uh, this would have been 2002 or 2003. Um, I was working at MTV News, and um, it was around the time Dave Grohl was putting out that Probot record. And they did the one music video, uh, which was for the Lemmy song. And um, the video shoot was, I don't know if you guys remember the video. Um, it's Grohl on drums, Lemmy singing and playing bass, and Wino, uh, St. Vitus, Obsessed, etc., um, playing guitar. So it's just like, you know, trio, yeah. incredible. I've, an already incredible idea of just yeah. like, hey, I'm Dave Grohl, and I want to make a metal album so I can get this. <laughs> so I call Wino, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so they they did this video and it was just um, the concept for the video was it's going to be the band playing a little room and then you know cutaways to all these the suicide girls being suicide girly um, and uh, yeah I somehow finagled my way into coming down and covering the video shoot for MTV so hang out on this tiny tiny video so, I mean the it was a total like low budget like metalcore video style setup like it was you know worlds apart from what you would expect on like a Foo Fighters video set or something so it was very intimate and everybody was very accessible and I remember the guys from Southern Lord were hanging out and there was always like yeah Ryan, um, how is how are the craft services on this set? <laughs> the craft services and this is a serious pretty question poor. <laughs> pretty poor well they that's how you poor. know it's low budget yeah yeah, yeah. Those, those, the, the craft services were on par with like you know 
bleeding through and throw down video sets I've been to. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, you know, yeah. know it was like, it was like trust kill records circa 2003. Like a couple bagels, set. maybe some Philly cream cheese, but not like chicken salad, no scallion right? cream cheese, or any specialty yeah. flavors. Well, it was a bunch of stuff that you, that you're, you're pretty confident when you looked at it, that it had been at another video. Uh. <laughs> it was just sort of like, Oh, nobody, nobody opened this particular bag of Doritos. So we'll just bring that one. <laughs> Reasonable. The next video. Why not going to just but, throw um, it out? So yeah, so I there was a moment um, between takes where Lemmy's sitting in this dressing room smoking cigarettes, and there's like a couple of people around him. But nobody's really talking, and I'm, and um, I needed to uh, you know do interviews, <laughs> and I had so I'd already done story. an interview with Grohl. Yeah. And um, I didn't really have anything scheduled. It was more just like I sort of found out about it and I went, and, but it was all very open and cool. And um, Was this going to be your first interaction so, with Lemmy? Like the first time that you're talking uh, to him or post, him? post I, ta- I talked to him at Crazy Girls, but it was the total like, you're Lemmy, I saw you on the Young Ones when I was a little kid. Motorhead, yay. And he but was this cool. is like a more professional um, setting. This was Yeah, this was a more... Like a professional uh, meeting. It, this was... This was yeah, exactly. This this wasn't the to- although I made it a fanboy situation <laughs> despite myself. How can you not? Um, so so this is what was rad. Um, I had a this was like 2002, I think. So I had like a Sprint flip phone, and um, I asked, and I don't know, and I've never done this before or since, and I'm so fucking glad I did it, and I have it somewhere on a micro, like on a mini cassette somewhere. Um, but I asked him to leave my outgoing voicemail message. Oh. So for, for the next, That's like, idea. I was oh two from 2002 to about 2009, maybe, uh, my outgoing, uh, when you called me and got my voicemail, which is every time you call me. Um, what was it? It was Lemmy. What did he say? He says, he says, hello, Ryan can't answer his tiny silver cell phone because he's in the bathtub with an alligator. So leave a message or fuck off. Nice. <laughs> I hope you kept incredible. that recording. Yeah. Were you able to keep yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, I, ha- yeah, I, I, I put it onto a micro cassette somewhere, um, which nice. is in some, you know, box somewhere with, you know, 10 interviews with Danny Filth and My Dying Bride or something for Metal Maniacs. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was killer. And I used to call it the personality test because he doesn't say this is Lemmy anywhere in there. So I realized pretty quickly that um, people who would call me and get that had one of three reactions and it could tell you a lot about who the person was. The first reaction was, oh, dude, Lemmy. Amazing. That's insane. (laughs) I have Lemmy on your phone. Oh, it's so killer. Second reaction Dude, Ozzy, yeah, <laughs> Ozzy, yeah, dude, the Osbournes, which was big at the time. Oh, God. And then the last, the last one was this was my favorite one. Um, somebody told me once, yeah, I don't think I have your right number because I tried to call you and I got some like Middle Eastern dude's voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's awesome. The, per- the personality test. I also had um, one of my at the time at MTV. I had I counted once. I had eight bosses, like Office Space. And one of my eight bosses, my immediate supervisor, actually brought me into her office to have a talk with was me it about my Soren? outgoing voicemail message. Uh, God, I wish she was my. She could. I want her to be the boss of my life. Mm. <laughs> find her, tell her. Um, she. Uh, 
she brought me into her office to complain about that outgoing voicemail message to tell me that it was unprofessional. <laughs> and I was like, it's fucking Lemmy. <laughs> you know, and she's like... She, she had no idea who no, he was. No idea who that was. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, um, so since you so worked yeah, at so that's MTV... My, that's my greatest Lemmy story. That, that voicemail uh, stayed with me for yeah. a long time and it's became a, a, a bit of a signature with people who communicated with me regularly. Everyone knew the Lemmy voicemail. Did you ever run into Britney while you were working at MTV or Carson? <laughs> um, I did steal a jacket from Carson. Oh. Um, and I did once interview Brittany, so <laughs> those, those sound like hilarious jo- joke questions to ask me, but um, I have real answers to them, for better or worse. Yeah, no, I mean, like, um, they were the biggest part of MTV yeah. back in the day, so... For Noah, at least. Yeah, they were. Hell no! That was right around that era. Yeah. Huh. Um, so yeah, Brittany cool. Spears, I also have heard the... <laughs> Metal Injection is the best place to talk about this. I've oh, heard especially the, uh, the live I've heard I've heard the Britney Spears, uh, Fred Durst uh, songs. Wait, that huh? was the thing. Oh, he Fred produced Durst songs for her. Yeah. Quote, unquote, uh, Britney Spears. This will, Okay. Again, kick me off whenever you need to. There was a show in development at MTV at the time uh, called Making the Album, which was a counterpart, obviously, to making the video. And each episode was to be like you know, 22 minutes um, that would show you, and that's typical MTV style, like you could tell the story in 22 minutes. But basically, the pilot was Justin Timberlake's solo album, and the episode was, here's Justin Timberlake writing songs, here he is in the studio, here's all of the run-up, the marketing, the video shoots, whatever, and then the episode ends on street date of, you know, um, Virgin Megastore in Times Square doing a signing or whatever. And the idea was that that show was going to continue and have a different artist every episode. Could have actually been a really cool show. Unfortunately, the Timberlake episode, which was the pilot, did really well, so the series got greenlit, and so the next episode, which would have been the first of the season order, was Limp Bizkit. Uh, Funny thing happened on the way to that Limp Bizkit album. Uh, This was one of the times Wes Borland quit, and that record... Uh, I believe it took two and a half years. I mean, it just like, it, it just, just yeah, became it democracy. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I, and it was, it was a lot so of So you were there on the ground floor. Yeah. I was on the ground floor. I didn't work on the show, but I worked in that department. He so a was lot in of my the really crowd for TLC coming back. outside, holding the signs <laughs> TRL? and stuff. TRL? Yeah, TRL. Or TRL. Yeah, yeah. maybe TLC on TRL. I wish TLC. <laughs> Left eye, RIP. Forgot TRL. Um, <laughs> I get a little so, yeah, sometimes. So, so I, then when you were in the studio, you were in the track? whose job it was were to carry a little DV camera and follow Fred Durst around. <laughs> oh. uh, and so the stories that came back from that. Was um, that job really and worth I was, it? And I'm an early adapter to hating Fred Durst. I mean, I hated him, you know, the <laughs> Way first moment cool. I ever saw him. So. Um, so all the stories were hilarious. Like, it was... It was such a train wreck. But my, my favorite one of all... I mean, you know, and there was, like, people would come back and talk about him hooking up with Alyssa Milano and then you would see it in the tabloids like two weeks later and there was all this like constantly Fred Durst camp was like managing the information like hey we know your guys were with Fred last night when like this thing happened like you can't use that for anything can't believe how um, I made but my, my personal favorite was at one point Rick Rubin was producing that Limp Bizkit album quote unquote mm-hmm. which meant there was um, some engineer hanging out somewhere and Rick yeah. Rubin was nowhere to be seen but yeah, Durst was also nowhere nowhere to be seen and there was this awesome story about Paige Hamilton of Helmet of course coming in 
to play on the Limp Biscuit record. And he gets there, and it's just the engineer, and there's no one from the band, and there's no Rick Rubin. Paige Hamilton's like, where is everybody? Like, you want me to come back? And the guy was like, no, 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 no. He's like, uh, Fred said to tell you to just riff. Like, just riff. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record you. Just play riffs. And then, you know, at some point, he'll come and pick through the riffs and, uh, that is you know, the build some songs That is the laziest method possible. <laughs> what a lazy piece of shit. Well, look what are you talking about? Yeah. What, what, am I, what, am I, what am I saying? It's a method of mayhem? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, thank you so uh, much for the my 2002 that, new metal joke. Yeah, died on metal injection. It's time Sorry. to go. Sorry. Uh, well, the well, what, what, once we get to methods of mayhem, we know yeah. we got to wrap things up. <laughs> <laughs> A Tommy Lee side project, but they, that was those are some, some, some cool stories. stories. Yeah. So thanks, thanks for Final taking some time. Story. I will come on. I love you guys, and I love metal injection, and I will come on and tell. Boring stories from 12 years ago, anytime you want. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll beat you. Rest Lemmy, yeah. and uh, shout out to my boss, Mike Shea, where I tell everybody to go to allpress.com and read my uh, 10 incarnations of Lemmy piece, because um, it's real fun. There you go. And then go to Metal Injection and read everything that they've ever posted. Yeah. Well, they do that anyway. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much uh, for calling, Ryan. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. All right, that was uh, Ryan. Let's take a quick break. Let's play a Methods Motorhead, oh. a Motorhead play, get, song. Get Naked song. Come on. No. No, I want to play Bomber. <laughs> I know you have it on your computer, though. So, Bomber. <laughs>
Don't get your Jankos in a bunch. There's more killer music coming up to make the manic panic run right out of your hair.
Oh boy. Darren's Crocs have just turned from red to green. And you know what that means. The music break is over, and the Metal Injection live cast has returned. We should say that Darren lost one of his Oh crocs. no! That's what I heard! If you happen to be somewhere along the Atlantic Ocean. Caribbean. Yeah, fell off in the Caribbean while Darren was swimming in the ocean and he was fighting the undertow. I know the whole story. (laughs) Yeah. I had lost a croc. Did did it have a name? Do you name your crocs? No, I don't name my crocs. They're just shoes. Were they your favorite? I only had one pair. Um, How old were they? Uh, Where did I get those? Probably less than a year old. Was it a good croc? Was yeah. it a kind croc? They're all the same. Have you set up a GoFundMe for new crocs? I'll tell you one thing. My, my, neither one of my two crocs ever owned any Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> they were too young. Exactly. They weren't tainted. Why you life. kill baby croc? Less than one year old baby. Uh, I lose it, my crocs. Uh, but I meet the lamb. <laughs> Did let me steal your croc? Is that what you're trying to say? I, no, but it's, I mean, Country no, because he was still alive at the time my crocs were lost. Did he though. somehow in his warped mind think that stealing a Jew's croc is like World War II memorabilia? Maybe. I wouldn't rule it out. Let's say that. Imagine if they're picking through all of his stuff in his apartment right now and there's a lone <laughs> like damp green. croc. It's like, wow. what is this? What wow. Is- <laughs> you're really not helping the uh, praise Lemmy situation here. He's a connoisseur. We're supposed to be on a 24-7 circle jerk of Lemmy right now oh, for another, wow. at least another week. <laughs> That's right? how the funeral ended, right? <laughs> yeah. Heard in the middle of the room and everybody. Everybody gather around in a circle now. Uh, time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is, uh, this is the tail end of the uh, Lemmy celebration. Okay. The funeral was the... Well, by the way, when does the Dimebag Daryl one end? Though? Yeah. I was curious. <laughs> Seriously. Never. <laughs> Another eight years. <laughs> no. Leave Dimebag alone. No, and that's yeah. nothing against him. I just think the reactions look a little silly, but he's a good guy. I mean, I think it's, it's a, it's a simmer down. Yeah. El Jodorino asks, you're saying Darren doesn't have a walk-in closet full of Crocs? No. <laughs> a really Croc-in don't. closet. <laughs> I only really wear the Crocs when it's summer. I don't wear them ever in the winter because it's Ooh. cold and they have holes in them. What but kind of shoes are you wearing right now? Uh, these are and ones, I think. Oh, yeah, fancy. There are winter Crocs, you know. They're lined with fleece. I don't like them. I've worn them. They make my feet schwitz. Feel like <laughs> Barry Windham in them? I, <laughs> furry boots. <laughs> kind of a situation. That was just for us. Yeah, the three of us. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't have Crocs. Uh, I, I mean, usually I just put them away in the closet, or unless I'm going on vacation, which I did in Aruba. Yeah. But now I figure there's no pressing need to buy new Crocs because it's January. True. They sell imitation Crocs in the discount store downstairs. Yeah. I had imitation Crocs. The first pair of Crocs I owned were imitation Crocs. And I hated them. They were terrible. Did they give so you blisters? I was turned off to Crocs because of that. And my friend, Joe, who had been pushing me to, to wear Crocs, <laughs> I told him you Croc dude. We used to play poker in his house. And uh, he wore Crocs around the house all the time. And I used to make fun of him. And he's like, dude, they're so comfortable. Get Crocs. So I stupidly bought shitty Crocs Mm -hmm. and hated them. And and then I went back to his house and I was like, dude, the Crocs are awful. It's not happening. He's like, what kind of Crocs did you buy? He was all angry. Yeah. And I said, uh, I told him whatever. He's like, oh, those are Chinese knockoffs. Those are terrible. I got to get Crocs brand Crocs. 
I said, okay, he's a good he's friend. No and substitutes. He, and the way he was raving about it, I gave yeah. the benefit of the doubt, and I bought, and they were great, and I, I never wavered from Crocs since. Do you send him a card every year around the time? <laughs> no, the Crocaversary. I don't go that. I don't go that far. Uh, Sid, didn't you have a, 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 a related question for Darren? Well, oh, not related to Crocs, but uh, well, so Sid it's just a little Texas thought exercise. Week. I was in Texas this week, and on I was doing Toilet Tour 2016. What's what's Toilet Tour 2016? Well, it's just Rob used to, whenever he'd go on trips, he would post pictures of his food, and I was like, well, I am not going to do that. I'll post pictures of the bathrooms that I go to at the restaurants <laughs> to after I eat my food. food. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I was doing that again this time, and at the Austin Airport, heading home, final photo of Toilet Tour 2016, and as I'm sitting down to get onto the toilet, I drop my phone into the toilet at the oh. Austin Airport, and I quickly picked, like, I hadn't done anything yet. And there wasn't stuff already in there, so I quickly just got it out of there, dried it off, and it still worked. But I thought, if you were in that situation, knowing how germ-averse you are, what would you have done? I have dropped my phone in the toilet. In a public I, place like that? I, yes. Okay. Were you I able did, to, uh, to reach into the toilet to pick it out, or did you need help? No, it was, it was uh, just like barely submerged in the water, mm-hmm. and I just took it out. I took it out, put it in paper towels, washed my hands. Mm-hmm. Threw the paper towel out, washed my hands again, and then and that was it. But the phone didn't work anymore. Ah, which is the, the okay. more Sid's mm, phone still worked, issue. which yeah. was very surprising. But it okay. worked, but it like with limited functionality. Like some of the things, like some of the button, the home button didn't work anymore. So Weird. I had to manually go to my home page and all that. It was oh. annoying. But yeah, no, I'm not. I don't know. Like I'm not. I don't have a big germaphobic. Like this, it's just it's not rational. Like certain things. I am germaphobic about other things. I'm not like okay. I, if I go to the bathroom in a public place, all I do is just wipe the seat down mm-hmm. so that there's yeah. no active fluids. Yeah, touching I me. do the same. Of course, yeah. and that's it. I don't really care. I don't need to scrub it like, or I don't like squat over the bowl or anything. Like if I see pee and I wipe it, that's good enough. For yeah, me. Wait, but at the same second. time, though, you did say that you don't like your dick touching any part of the toilet. Yeah, right? I don't know. That's some for some reason I don't want. Direct Who likes contact. their dick touching the t- a toilet though? Yeah. Even well, though I, I don't want direct do. contact saying, with my. I'm not saying I like it, but I just remember you saying you were like extra aware of that. I think those things are different because uh, your penis has a hole where germs can go actually Mm -hmm. get inside your body. Your ass cheek touching the toilet is not. I don't. So you don't even put like paper down. You just sit right on the. Yep. Hmm. I actually do usually put like if I'm in a public place. Yeah, absolutely. I don't put paper paper because I feel like two things. One is that um, if there is wetness, it's going through the paper anyway. Mm-hmm. And two, I feel like it slides around, and I like I don't know. It's not it's just not a comfortable experience mm. sitting on paper. Yeah, I just like I don't want my skin touching what like residual pee or yeah. like residual skin cells and all That's that. That's kind of well. Just to clarify, I wipe down the toilet first, and then I yeah. put yeah, yeah. Layers. so do I. Yeah. Okay, so there would there wouldn't be the wetness. Whatever works. And when they when they're so kind as to already provide a toilet seat cover, that's just yeah, that's nice. oh, yeah. good well, toilet. I have a question. What about those like those rotating, things suck. I hate those, those rotating plastic ones? I've so, never experienced those. Me neither. Because neither. I don't know if like it just rotates the plastic around or does it like dispense it. Have I you don't ever know, seen I know what you're talking about. I do know what like I, I I've seen like a video of it and I assume they dispense it. Oh. It's just weird because it's just, it's only like this small plastic. And the thing that bugs me about those those uh, like pre, you know, the, those paper covers or whatever mm-hmm. for the toilet seats. Why do they have the thing in the middle that you have to rip out? 
Yeah, that thing. Yeah. You know what that's supposed to be for? The thing in the middle, you're supposed to dangle it in the water, and when you're done, you flush, and it pulls down. Oh, the wow, really? Yeah, but oh. it never works. It never works. It's supposed That's to dangle fun. in the water. Like, so... And you don't have to touch it wait, when you're getting rid of it. those things are flushable? They're pretty thick. Yeah. No, I always flush them. No, what they're else totally would you flushable, do with yeah. Just leave yeah, it? Yeah, like, what like, do you do with it? Yeah. Oh, the middle part's supposed to them. dangle in. And that way you don't have to touch it when you're leaving the toilet. That blows my mind. Yeah, I have no, no idea. idea. It doesn't work, though. I've tried it, and it never huh. gets pulled down. Maybe Z- I'm doing it wrong. Zoopzoods asks... What? What? Oh, Zupzoods, I guess. Oh, that makes way more sense. <laughs> uh, what, explain that once. I don't uh, what's your guy's opinion on bathroom attendants? Hate them. Useless. Yeah, it makes me so fucking uncomfortable. So I feel so bad for them. But uh, I did remember, I have read uh, a Reddit uh, ask me anything. So here's the thing that bugs me about it. It's kind of like uh, you, ha- I feel like I'm like forced to give a tip to this yeah. guy who whose service I did not request yeah. nor need. And right. was uh, forced upon me. I don't tip right. at all. Well, that's what a bathroom attendant forced themselves on you, Noah. Yes, it was a really bad night. Oh no! (laughs) Uh, I read a a Reddit "Ask Me Anything" with a bathroom attendant, and it was wait. There was a bathroom attendant with you while you were reading it, or it was (laughs) asking questions both. Well, I was in the bathroom. They really are. And you know how, like, when you're on the toilet and you're like really reading something, and I got out. He's like over here. Oh, he's reading it with me. And so, then when you when you actually had to talk to the guy, you knew the answers of how to treat him. And the well, funny enough, the Reddit asked me anything was about bathroom attendants. As I was reading with the bathroom attendants, I was with no. And the guy said was like, "Hey, man, my job is just to give you a, a paper towel. I don't expect a tip." That's bullshit, though. And it's just like you know he's thinking that you didn't tip him if you don't tip him. Yeah. If there's a tip jar out, then they expect a tip. But at the same time, you just peed or took a shit. Do you think he wants to take something out of your hand? Well, here I think you you expect a tip if you take like a, a piece of gum. Or yeah, like, or you really want no. some gum that's been hanging out in a men's room, or like the cologne. <laughs> you sometimes or, they have like cologne hanging out there. If you take a, like a little spray of cologne, that's when you tip yeah. them. I think. Or like, if you... if the attendant is is holding your hair while you're throwing up after a night of clubbing, <laughs> has that happened you to you? Them. Isn't there a ten foot arc on piss drops that st- gets strayed from your uh, splashing? That you know, what? you really want that gum? It's supposed to be. Like, yeah, that's. It's, I heard oh. that piss drops go ten feet in the air after you splash from the toilet. Well. It's not like the gum is wrapped. I know. Yeah, I don't care. It's just the thought of it. Yeah, no, but no. the the gum is not in the stalls. I don't care. Yeah. It's still in the room. Yeah, that's it's, true. No. It's no, true. Thanks. Why would you sell food and, or yeah, stuff seriously. you put in your mouth in and the bathroom? I, I've also seen... I, I've never bought any, but that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I've seen bathroom attendants in very small enclosed spaces, like in a diner yeah, oh, I know it's it's so. Are you sure, that wasn't just a waiter who had just finished taking a shit. But <laughs> he thought it was a bathroom attendant. Do you remember that place, coffee shop? It's still there, I think. It's like a bar, but it used to be a diner. It's on like 16th Street and Broadway or something. Oh yeah, I, it's next no. to that um, like car wash or something. Yeah, like that, it's right? a, they just took an old diner, and made it into a bar that mm-hmm. also has food. I guess oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a lounge. So that place, when I've gone in there and used the bathroom. It's like half the size of this room, and they had a bathroom attendant. Maybe for no reason. Well, probably because maybe a lot of like homeless people would go in there. Maybe the bathroom attendant is like meant to like keep them out. Or they just hired one, and they're like, "All right, you can stay here, but then kick all your friends out, and we'll let you stay here." How many did they hire? Oh no! (laughs) 
Yeah. No, we don't like bathroom attendants. Mm. I think it's safe to say. Pointless. Yeah. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say it's not the poor guy's fault, but the makes concept the concept of bathroom attendants. Yeah, makes us uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just, I like the illusion of privacy when I'm in the bathroom. So, like, knowing that there's a guy in the middle of the room waiting for me to be done so he can hand me a towel. And listening. Yeah. Just, uh, no. You're archaic. Invite him in. No, well... And is it no. also that like it little, seems like such a rich people job? Like, oh, I don't want to touch the towel thing, the the hand towel thing after I washed my hands. But they already. I have need like someone a, to hand me the towel. They but they have handless dryer. things now that with yeah. all of that. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's just like an arcade. The machines are taking thing. over our jobs. <laughs> Good, that's a job we need taken over. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, it's it could be somebody's job. No one's making cash. their entire living off that. Come on. Of course not, but like extra cash. All right, fine. Well, I'll just they should just know I'm going to ignore them. Yeah, and not tip when I leave the bathroom. I once I find out a place has that, I typically try not to ever go back. And I am a great enough a great enough tipper in all other facets of my life that I don't feel bad about not tipping the guy handing me something I didn't ask for. It's not cheapness; it's a matter of principle. Agreed. Was there a bathroom attendant in the restaurant we went to yesterday for Darren's birthday? I didn't no. use the restaurant no. either. And it was a pretty tight, tight bathroom. I gotta say, it was a little weird. Oh, really? When I walked in there, there was a guy whistling as he was peeing. It's mm. uh, like, shut the weird. fuck up! We're in a bathroom. <laughs> uh, we all went out for a, a fancy steak dinner for oh, Dad's birthday God. yesterday. Thank you. Yeah. It was the most full I've ever been after a meal. Such really? Like ever? It took me. You? A, it took <laughs> me a good two hours. That's because you ate like so much fit, like seafood, red meat. Cream, so much, yeah, everything. I oh, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> bacon, we, we had a little bacon. Oh, yeah, the bacon. Oh, the bacon. <sighs> when they say bacon, it's really just like a side of pig. It was, yeah, yeah it was just like ham, <laughs> ham slices. Oh. the thickest bacon ever. The oh. most decadent meal I've ever had. Right. So we stuffed ourselves silly. I had a big, like a look like a forty ounce prime rib or something. Just oh, unbelievable. The the cut that you got was like the size of your head. Yeah, <laughs> and I ate every bit of it except the bone. Right. And then you took the bone home, right? Took the bone home. I haven't used it yet. <laughs> Sorry. Make some soup or something. Mm. Some bone soup. <laughs> Sounds like a band. A like good band? shitty like nineties mother like love the, bone soup yeah they, like they opened for Alice and Chains like, <laughs> only in the Southwest region though like yeah. a couple tour like a couple of shows they're from Yuma Arizona yeah right <laughs> <laughs> there are any bands out there in Yuma listening looking for a band name you just Yuma Raba Yuma Raba Yuma Raba Yuma Raba is that what <laughs> what's that little coda. I'm her Raba. You it Raba. sounds like a like a nineties. Maraba, y'all. We have voicemails. Yes, we do. Here's one. Do we know who it's from? Nope. Ooh. Wild card. Hey, Metal Injection Livecast. This is your buddy Blake from Pig Destroyer. <laughs> Just want to say I was checking out your best albums of the year list. And I'm really disappointed Hatebeak didn't make a single one. Oh. What's the matter, Rob? You couldn't bump one of your poser metal bands to fit on some truly cutting-edge metal? Also, whoever taught Waldo those cuss words, I'm super disappointed in you, and you're a real jerk. Hmm. That's- uh. Oh. Okay. Wait, who taught who cuss words? What was that? Waldo's the parrot. 
Oh. Didn't somebody do that pretend Blake like reverse joke? A yeah, few I guess that's ago? what that was. Well, it clearly wasn't him. No. And then also Mr. Paul called in. Hi, Metal Injection. This is Mr. Paul from Footprints in the Custard. Thanks very much for putting us on Thrash It or Trash It. And thanks for the unanimous thrash. I look forward to getting an Ed Gein CD in the next six to eight months. <laughs> uh, thank you very much and have a good life, just don't get too big of a head because there were only three of us here to yeah. thrash that one. Yeah. What did you we think of that song? I don't remember. What was it? The custard? Do we um, re- retroactively revoke his gift if uh, I don't like? Oh, it? that'd be great. I think he still he still earned it, but let's let's, let's just see what would have happened. Footprints in the custard, right? Footprints in the custard. I think wow. I liked it, but I'm not a hundred percent. They made an impression on you, Noah. You remember their name? She yeah. just wants custard. Yeah, I'm too hungry. This was it. Two weeks of airplay in a row for this Damn. game. All right, that's enough. No. It's bobbing his head. The vocals will make yeah. a break. Um, spoiler alert. Sid's lip is uh, curled. You know, it's not right. looking good. The music sounds great. The vocals, I'm not a fan of, but I feel like at the live show, you probably wouldn't hear a thing he was saying. <laughs> it would just sound like an instrumental band. Yeah. So uh, I, I would thrash this. Oh. Nice. Um, I don't know if you want to do this, but uh, oh. Deuterino linked to something that sounds interesting. Uh, James Wright and Patty review Steve Harvey's bacon. <laughs> okay. What, Steve Harvey's bacon? Now, let's see what it is. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else uh, in the agenda here? Oh, so this is the country. Yes. The guy so who did the Patty. Take on my new bacon that's out. It's called Easy Bacon. It's in all public grocery stores and some WalMarts that's right now. It's a private it's grocery a store. Hold on, time out. Pause. Steve Harvey has bacon. A brand of easy cooked bacon, not Wait. just bacon. It's pre cooked bacon mm. that you just like cook Microwave? a little more oh. for two minutes. Is this? Is there anything this man won't stoop to? Nope. Uh. Also, this bacon looks like the thinnest. Like it's barely meat. It looks like a Ew. piece of paper. It's probably not meat. It's probably all processed stuff. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Before you start to play the rest of this video, this is Steve Harvey, the patty guy. Yes. Uh, reviewing his Steve Harvey's bacon in front of Steve Harvey. Yeah, so and he Patty oh, 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 and Patty Bell on Steve, Steve Harvey's, Harvey's show. show. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how this is going to turn out. This is the most whorish segment in the history. Yes, yeah. seriously. Yes. Okay, let's go. Patty. And so all you got to oh, do. Can I predict? Let me make a prediction. Okay. Mm, Steve Harvey, I love this bacon. This bacon is delicious. Harvey. Tag Steve in the video. Oh, I love it. Holds the best bacon I ever ate. Okay, go. Come on, Patty. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's still thick, regular uh, maple smoked bacon. I like it like that. Okay. And so now I want y'all to taste it and tell me what you think. Okay. Now, let's try some of these. Start with this one. This is bacon wrap bacon. Oh, bacon wrap. That's wrap my bacon. dish. I came up with that myself. Harvey, <laughs> take this jacket. Bacon wrap. Bacon. I ain't come up with none of this other shit myself. You I will. Slap my name Two on. Minutes. Two minutes. And I mean, it's done now. I already tasted it. So this pie, James. This pie, this bacon. 
You just gonna keep selling your damn pie? Thank you. We just did a whole segment on your pie, and you're going to come right back. I already tasted it. Don't make me eat this again, Steve. (laughs) It was disgusting the first time. Talking about this damn pie. Steve, the bacon. No, the bacon. I already tasted the bacon. It's phenomenally fantastic. Two minutes. All you have to do is two minutes, and it tastes like heaven. That bacon is stupid good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to stab Steve. Flop him. I'm about to... There goes all of this YouTube personality's credibility. I was really bracing myself. I thought he was finna slap me. That was good. How fast did he spit that into a wastebasket? Seriously. He probably has a tube on the the side of his head where the food goes down. He doesn't really put it in his mouth. Uh, So now Patty and LaBelle are talking about the bacon. She has a piece of bacon in her hand as if she just ate bacon. It looks like she took the tiniest nibble of bacon. Uh, Of course. To take home. Yeah, me too. I need a couple. I go a box. Give me a box. I need a couple of packs. Right now at Walmart. What's that one? Find his bacon. This is candy. Call this candy bacon. Uh Sugar coated. Noah. But it's so good. He did not go there. Yeah. If you're going to eat the sugar bacon, just pull up in the emergency room parking lot when you eat How dare he call it sugar bacon? bacon? I can't tell you how angry this makes me. I know. It's candied bacon. No, the whole thing. Just. Of course. It's, f- it's fucking. It's this fucking commercial for bacon inside of his show. Yep. And it's turning me off you, to bacon. You prick. God damn. Moral barometer. Moral barometer. Mm-hmm. Atheist don't have a moral barometer, but you can hawk fucking bacon. Shitty bacon. And whether it's shitty or not is even completely irrelevant. It could be good. Who knows? He just slapped his fucking name on it. I don't know if it's good or bad bacon. It's shitty bacon if his name's on it. I don't even know that. I just, it's uh, shitty bacon. I mean, it's probably processed crap. It's not fresh bacon. We know that. Darren, don't worry. Next week, Steve Harvey is going to uh, be um, selling shoe polish. Uh-huh. And then he's going to do a segment where he's going to polish men's shoes. All right. So you can go and be a guest on that show. Okay, sure. And what is he, Virgil? Him. You humble him. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. No. I'll do that. What if he does a segment on Crocs and gives Darren replacement Crocs? Would you, would what you like Steve him more What if Steve Harvey then? endorsed Crocs? Oh, no. No, I just keep wearing the Crocs and not wear, you know. Well, what if they like, were branded with his image and or name? I wouldn't wear Steve Harvey Crocs, then. What if all Crocs? What if he bought right, into I'd the stop company? wearing Crocs, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, let's hope. Okay, I want to read this copy uh, on this Easy Bacon website. Oh, you, is you, this a live read? Are we getting compensated just, for this? My like blood Steve is does? boiling this right is now. Like his you may not like the bacon. Mm. You may not know that I grew up on a small farm in Welch, West Virginia. This is Steve Harvey's ghostwriter writing. This Son thing. of a sharecropper. And he owes those farmers so much money. Oh Lord, <laughs> I grew up in West Virginia. We didn't have much. But one thing that was always around was fresh, great-tasting, quality meats. That's why I'm selling you this frozen, (laughs) pre-cooked piece of shit. We raised our own animals and used seasonings and real hickory smoke to cure bacon and sausage. Those recipes were passed down from generation to generation. I love those memories and miss that satisfying and savory flavor. So I decided to create my own line of smoked meat. Yes, you decided. Yeah. Not some jerk off with you, a bacon company. He was company. just sitting around being like, mm, I miss mama's bacon. Let me launch my own line of bacon. 
Here's what really happened. A guy with a bacon company said, um, I want to reach out to the black audience, and I want to get a, a celebrity to put slap his face on my bacon. Could it be a celebrity who has a show five days a week that he can endlessly promote this? <laughs> yes. Will? Could and, it be a celebrity who is a pig? And further exploit the black community, <laughs> yeah. as Steve Harvey has already done for a decade. All right, please continue. Not just for my family, for yours, too. <laughs> oh, uh, and then he goes... I'm sure his family's eating this crap bacon in his yeah. palatial estate that he has. I love to cook. That he can't wait to show you in every single time he does a video. I love to cook, but I'm not about cleaning up a mess. When I cook, the food has to be real. <laughs> Are you being real with me, food? You being food. real? <laughs> food, you tripping. <laughs> I pity the food. I pity the poor food that lie to me and say they're not real. <laughs> Amazing flavor, but easy to prepare and not take up too much time. Uh-huh. So you can watch more of his show. Easy bacon by <laughs> Harvey Foods. Harvey Foods. That's a Harvey Foods. Come on. What fits that bill? Because well, it's easy. Big, thick slices of hickory smoked bacon, which we've already established are the thinnest fucking bacon yeah. slices we've ever. You seen. can eat the box if I taste that. Better. Fries from skillet to plate in under two minutes. 80% less grease than raw, and no feud over who's, who's cleaning up. No feud, get it? Because he owes family feud. Oh, my God. That's, wow. Dick face. Shithead. Uh, fuck face. Fuck. So what else? For Harvey Foods, do they have a yeah. website with other shit that they're yes. hawking? Can we call Shitty their complaint line sausage. and complain that Steve Harvey is their... Celebrity. It's gonna, his company. It's Harvey Foods. I mean, who else? Harvey Firestein would be like the only other option. <laughs> I'm Matt Harvey. Bacon. <laughs> Imagine if Matt Harvey was related to Steve Harvey. I just, I just want to sell quality bacon. Is that so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Firestein, greater than symbol, Steve Harvey. <laughs> I grew up on the son of a sharecropper in West Virginia. <laughs> when I was making my new play, Kinky Boots, I was eating bacon in my trailer every day. So, Firestein in the color purple. Harvey Foods. My bacon is not the color purple. <laughs> Harvey Foods is a subsidiary of Monogram Food. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That sounds good. So basically, they gave Steve Harvey an imprint. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. Yeah, it's like a part of their label. Uh, and other their other brands, I don't really recognize many of them. Brookfield Farms. No, don't know it. Wild Bills. <laughs> Hannah's. I see they reach out to different oh, demographics. I know. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know what Hannah says. Trails best. It's probably just all brands that sell at Walmart. brands, yeah. So? so? So he sells his bullshit at Walmart, too. Yeah. And Patty LaBelle. So they have yeah. a, now they have like a little yes. conglomeration. Well, She's also at Walmart? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I never had chocolate bacon. Let's hear oh, this guy jerk Lord off Steve Harvey's bacon. Is it? it tastes like a Milky Way. Come on, that. Milky Bacon. Come on. Just Ooh, stop dancing. Stop tap dancing. How much do you think he got for doing this? 500 bucks, probably. My granddaughter? The standard rate. I didn't know that. She's Lunch. nine months old. Her name is Gia. Beautiful. She's, she's so... She's a little diva. She is. That's my baby. What's the, is that's uh, Patty LaBelle's granddaughter. That's, that's, that's double bacon. This is, that's a bacon wrap date. What? What? Wait, what did he say? A bacon wrap date. That's my thing. 
Ugh. Yeah, Rob made some. He of those. stole yeah, from I'm both of us, Rob. See what it's gonna be like. Hurry up. Mmm. Yeah. Bacon wrap dates are the best. So they just hired this guy to just shuffle and say how good the bacon Basically. is. Basically. Yeah. He's a clown. Oh, God. Well, what else is he doing? Well, I mean, okay, him. But, but I'm saying, like, he's doing the... He Did has... they really need him, though? They could have just done it with Steve and Patty. But Patty, Patty! LaBelle, to me, it's worse. Patty yeah. LaBelle sh- hawking this shit is worse to me somehow. Well, she wants people to buy her pie. Come on, Patty. Gotta, you gotta have some, like, have some confidence in your pie that it's good enough for people to buy without sucking Steve Harvey's balls on television. Maybe she enjoys doing that, though. Ugh. She's probably a huge fan. Maybe she would enjoy sucking his balls more than lying and saying this bacon is good. What if his balls were wrapped in bacon? That's a good question. Two minutes from the skillet to your plate. (laughs) Let's see. They're still taste testing. (laughs) This is what Steve Harvey's balls sound like when they're being fried like bacon. (laughs) I feel like I'm getting electrocuted. Uh-huh. Talk about the day taking. Hey, let me ask you something. The, the two of you, you've teamed up a holiday cooking special that airs tonight. Yes. What? On the cooking uh, channel. Look, even more uh, promotion. James and I, Patty LaBelle, at my son Zori's house, we did a, 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 cooking, a cooking show. A pie well, special. good for him. All different types of pie, not sweet potato. Pies. Pie, 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 Patty. Do you think Let that, like, somebody. at this point... Can you pause it for a second? Sorry, I'm just... (laughs) You're just mesmerized. Yeah, I'm mesmerized. Do you think that at this point, like, he got so much Patty LaBelle that he's just, like, contractually obligated to all these things and he's miserable? I don't think so. Because the only reason people put themselves on YouTube is because they want to be seen and they're attention starved. So this is just feeding into that. The issue with him is he's getting all this free food now. He's already morbidly obese. He's going to be dead soon. Especially in Steve Harvey's cancer fucking bacon. I don't know what he looks like. He's extremely overweight. He looks like the fattest fat boy from the rap. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one who died very young. (laughs) I don't even know who that is. Look it up Mm -hmm. one day. (laughs) <laughs> the fat boy. How about Viscera? Up. He looks like Viscera. Yeah. Same. Do, that? do you know who Viscera yes. is? There you go. Mabel. If Viscera was very effeminate. Yeah. Which, I mean, we didn't really hear Viscera speak too often. He might have been. No, nah, he was pretty, pretty was masculine. He? Okay. His name was Mabel. That was the only effeminate thing. Is he dead now? Is he? He is dead. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Too many patty pies. <laughs> <laughs> the patty fucking patty pie. But see, the thing is with the patty pie, the guy gave an honest review of the patty yeah. pie. Right. Now he's perverted that, and Steve You'll just, just do that to, little act yeah, for whoever pays him. Do that same thing for my bacon, would yeah. you? Now it's like now it's pointless. Now it also corrupted the patty pie video. Not for me. Still- come on, Patty, you better come out. Cast a Paul on that. It's like a fucking Ooh, uh, patty pie, Paul. Patty. Yeah. <laughs> still good. Oh, it's still good. His mannerisms are great. This is like the demo. This is the yeah. before he signed to the major label. Yeah, that's what it is. There has to be like a phase three where he's like in his ho- his penthouse hotel room, <laughs> just doing a line of coke and just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and then he has I his false of grace, and he's like outside Patty Labelle's house looking because he can't go any. He has nowhere else to go, and he's yep. Patty. And then the final <laughs> final act, he's. In a Walmart, begging people to let him review things. <laughs> Please! I'll suck your dick if you let me review this butter right here. 
Patty! Boys, come on, Patty! <laughs> come on, Patty! And he's sleeping outside in a puddle oh. next to a dumpster yelling, Patty. Yeah. Oh, Patty. Yeah. That was great. Thanks, yeah. Duderino, for that link. Yeah. I hate it. Steve Harvey. Just the, everything you hear gets progressively worse. I know. Yep. I wish he would go away. Moral. Think of the moral barometer argument with the atheists now. Mm. Atheists have no moral barometer. Why? Because they don't believe in God. He, he has a fiscal barometer. Yeah, this yeah. fuck. Uh, all right, just say you like this. I'll give you some money. That's a moral barometer. That's what we're supposed to learn from Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah, let's learn that. Have a fucking 30-minute infomercial. So what, you, what you're saying is I have to sign this thing that says my family grew up making bacon and other meats? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Even sure. though that's complete bullshit? Yeah. All right. Whatever. How much are you paying me? Sure. Let's do it. Moral barometer. Yeah. Most of my family's dead anyway. Or he ran away from them because yeah. he had the money. Seriously. Ran across the country and hid from them. <laughs> Fucking lowlife, scum-sucking piece of shit. No good motherfucker. It really is, though. It's just a, just a useless... Immoral, amoral piece of fucking garbage. Well, there's um, there's a good chance that he might fall into the wrong hands, and maybe he'll cross the mob or something. Well, and they'll make him go away. Oh, you mean kill him? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know something we don't? Well, I don't know about advocating the man be put to death. They'll just make him go away. He should be ashamed of himself and uh, made to be publicly ashamed of his actions. Or just lose his shows and not be as famous anymore. Yeah, or not be famous yeah. at all, only infamous. Or maybe no he'll money. like do the Seinfeld thing of wanting to get back to the pureness of stand-up, and he'll just be a road comedian, and we'll never have to hear from him again, we'll like in a national way. He'll still cry on the 700 Club or something. I'm, oh, I'm sure that that was doing so poorly for him that that's why he started doing a talk show. Yeah. Like, who wants to go see Steve Harvey? I just hope he blows all his money like fucking MC Hammer or something. Just lose all of it. But then he'd probably have to whore himself out even more. But good. It'll make least. him more omnipresent. It'll, be mean, it'll mean all this whoring was worth nothing. True. And that's a good thing. Hopefully he has to sell all his suits. That would be great. That's like the the Steve Harvey estate, estate sale of just gaudy oversized suits. Oh, maybe they'll fit me. Like that fucking Talking Heads video come to life. Everybody get that one? That was a good one. It's a good reference for the kids. Was it? I'm sure that guy who called in the last hour who worked for MTV understood that joke. That's probably true. Ryan Downey. Yeah. Let me didn't get it. Oh, rest in peace. Sure. Let me didn't wear suits. It's true. Should we talk about this racist mayor or governor in Maine? I think yeah. mayor. I don't know. He's the governor. About this at Is all. he? Uh, he so I don't think it's the governor. It's it's Maine governor. The headline it says Maine governor blames heroin epidemic. Oh wow, really? I thought okay. So the governor of Maine uh, had a press conference about heroin use in Maine, which is awful. Because what else is there to do in Seriously. fucking Maine but heroin? Make your state more interesting if you think there's a fishing. Problem. And yeah. so he said some People racist fish. things. He said some racist things. Like what? Well, it's, well against which race was it? These are guys of the name D-Money, Smoothie, Shifty, uh, these type of guys that come from Connecticut, New York. They come up here, they sell their heroin, then they go back home. Okay. Wait, is he talking about privileged white boys? No, he's, I th- I'm assuming... Well, hold on. Well, yeah, there's, there's hold on, there's a little more to, to give, give you a little more context. Hold on, it's almost done. They come up here, they sell their heroin, then they go back home. Hold on, time out. Hold on. After time, they impregnate a young white girl before they leave. 
which is a real sad thing because then we have another issue that we got to deal with down the road. Sounds like uh, Brian Doyle Murray is the governor of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maine. Good. I'm glad to see getting work. They're impregnating our white women. Right. First of all, there's no. I haven't. I've, I've been to Maine twice, and I've never seen a black person. Because they're all coming back down. They, you, well, that's you, what he's saying. But they have to be there at some point to impregnate white women. Well, they? the black guys come up, sell the dope, and then, and then uh, sell the smack rather, oh. and, and then impregnate the women and so leave. They're there for a very short. It's a time, different so. migratory pattern than yours. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm I've only been, there when there are no black. Yeah, you're on the white schedule. They're okay. on the black guy got schedule. Got it. I got it. So then, uh, you ever met meet a drug dealer named Smoothie? Smoothie, oh yeah, all the time. Rob, Rob you do like the that. most drugs. Rob, here. I've never met a D Money or a Smoothie. Smoothie, or, <laughs> this is a guy that sells yogurt. Yeah. Is it Shmooly? Did he mean Shmooly? <laughs> is it Jews that he's talking about? Were we confused the whole time? <sighs> no, 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 no. Shlomi. Oh. <laughs> it's Shmooly and, and Shlomo like the same, like Shmooly's a nickname? No. You know, t- um, today I had to, I, I dropped Roland off and I, um, At like, shul. well, I have to drive through Borough Park and today is Sunday, so it's like their first day of the week uh-huh. and it was just so covered with Hasidic Jews <sighs> and I drove by, I tried to take a picture, but like, you know, I was driving and the car was moving, so I, I didn't job. get it. But um, <laughs> it said Shlomi's Bakery. Oh, oh yeah, I've Delicious. seen that before. Yeah, and I thought, oh, well, maybe that's what our little Shlomo's up to. Uh, I think so. <laughs> so the governor was interviewed after that okay, and said, oh, I spent an hour and 15 minutes talking and you got this one clip. Uh, this one part or yeah. insult black people. He goes. I made, I made one slip up. I, yeah. How is that a slip that's, up? Yeah, I was. It's going. not a slip up. You said that's what you, you were think. thinking. Hold on, by hold on. That's a slip I made up. a slip up. Uh, I've made many slip ups. I was going impromptu, and my brain didn't catch up to my mouth. Hold on. It's, he was hold on heroin. Hold on. Let me just finish this quote. Instead of saying main women, I said white women. <laughs> and right. I'm it's not. The same thing. I'm not going to apologize to the way main women for that because if you go to Maine, you'll see that we're essentially ninety five percent white. Uh-huh. So he's not going to apologize to those five percent. It's actually no, on all their uh, tourist paraphernalia. Come to Maine, we're ninety-five percent white. I don't keep, and a lot of people do this. They they say I said something really ignorant, stupid, but it was a slip up. Yeah, yes. I've never slipped up and called somebody the N word or because it's not in there. I'm right. not thinking. Oh, you know these exactly. people. Well, the slip up is that they said what they actually felt, right? Instead of bullshit. So how's that an excuse? And that statement is even more of a slip up. You can tell he doesn't even like women. Yeah. He said, he well, apologize to them. Yeah, I well. didn't mean to offend black people. I meant to offend black people and women. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to affect black women. I'd like to and apologize. Black, <laughs> black men Put are a great. Plug in it. Black men are great. It's the black women that sell drugs and they're named Smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Smoothie being more of a chick's name. Sure. Work at the Jamba Juice or something. Oh, oh that's how she got the name. That makes sense. Smoothie. D money smoothie. I always want to love when like out of touch white people try to give their examples of black culture and what yeah. it sounds like. And it's from like a 1986 like yeah. hip hop video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who was that in Crush Groove? Yeah, that's what all the kids are talking about now, right? Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The number one go-to white rap lyric. My name is Joe, and I'm here to say. <laughs> 
They all start with that. Isn't that like uh, every Macklemore song starts out like yes. that? Yes. How is that guy still a thing? Come on. Just I was watching the football game uh. earlier today, and there's some headphone commercial where it's like Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. star quarterback for the Seahawks, and he's like in his on his estate. And instead of the headphones are so good, it feels like the artist is right there with you. Oh, so right. the artist is Macklemore. Right, so it's Russell Wilson, sick. and he's got Macklemore following him around, yeah. saying nice things about him. And I like I understand Macklemore's from Seattle. Russell Wilson plays for Seattle, but really, is Russell Wilson really listening to Macklemore? He's corny enough where it's possible, but uh, it's extremely corny. I was forced to watch this stupid uh, New Year's countdown oh, show. Oh, no. <laughs> the awful, awful New Year's countdown show. Which one? Show. Was Pitbull there? Uh, the one with uh, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, uh, the rock, New Year's yeah, Rockin' Eve. Jenny McCarthy. Oh, my God. Because all my family was in my house, and we were just, well, yeah, whatever, put that on. Was she ranting about vaccinations No, there was no vaccination ranting, but she had a lot of inane, stupid comments. Yeah, you know, yeah I was going to ask if she was able to put a full sentence together. But they had Macklemore performing on that. And I would just say, first of all, they had every single pop, top pop act. Mm-hmm. And they're all fucking horrible. There's not one, like, going through the, I don't feel like it's because I'm getting older. I really think it's, it's that they're getting older. off some of the names of the ones. That I were, can't even tell you. Oh, I guess uh, uh, Demi Lovato. Is yeah, she's pretty horrible. Uh, the, guy, the the one that used to, the Jonas brother. That oh, is Nick solo, Jonas? Yeah, he was there. Horrible. Uh, Macklemore. Horrible. Um, I can't think. Was Megan Trainer was wasn't Megan there like a country star or someone? I remember. I was yeah, uh, Bruce. Uh, br- br- I was just like, who is this guy? Oh. Yeah, just all one awful act after the other, and capped off by Macklemore, which Whoa. I really don't understand. I don't. Yeah, it's not because he's a yet. white rapper. It's just he's terrible. Yeah, he's fucking terrible. He doesn't even keep a beat. I don't understand how this. The, well, happens. the beats are decent though. Like the music yeah, itself. That's what much. it is. I guess. And he His had nothing producer. to do with that part. Whatever, but he he's just, a white guy. Were oh, the black no, eyed peas too edgy for you? Here's Macklemore. That's basically what it is. It's like black eyed peas, but for your grandma. Because black eyed peas are for your mom. Yeah. But maybe your grandma was a little offended by some of their more political songs. So here's Macklemore for grandma. Mm-hmm. Horrible. He literally sings Ugh. about wearing his grandpa's coat. There you go. It's perfect. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, the point was, you know, Macklemore was the. The the capper on Ugh. the shit cake, the the, the icing. <laughs> uh, I just can't. I can't. Like I always liked pop music. I was never an elitist. Like oh, I'm a metalhead. I can't. I love pop music, but there just gets to be less and less of it that I like. Yeah, because there's more and more of it in general, and most of it is shit. Is that true? Really? There's just there's more, more of everything now. Yeah. But I mean, like radio play type music. There's more of that too. Yeah. It's just so disposable. It's like somebody else every few months. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant at any given time, though. That too, yeah. I mean, I just feel like there's oversaturation of everything, and most of it is going to be shit. It's just so bad. Yeah, and, and also just with the ease of production now, you could just crank out so much stuff so yep. much quicker yep. now that there's that definitely uh, more. And there's more places to sell your music now, like with pop. Like, it's just everywhere. I was in a Best Buy. I mean, they drill it into your head. <laughs> yeah. But couldn't you also produce good music easily? You know, why does still need talent? Because it requires, yeah, yeah, and it requires like more editing. And this is more about having product. This isn't about artistry. It's just about commercialization. Yeah, like we need a song now. Like, oh, but it's not ready. Does it? Is it a song? Yes, we're done. Let's get it out. And I mean, there's still some good pop. Yeah, yeah, most of it's shit. 
I'd have to agree. It's sad. It's fine. I mean, we, I don't think so. Know. I mean, like for for people who actually make good music and who pursue it, just like. You know, it's like sitting in their face. When you're no, because when you're a musician, there's always that choice. Do I want to do what's good or do I want to make money? And rarely is it the same thing. So you choose. But it's just a shitty choice to have to make. Well, then well, get into some other line of work. Yeah, like you so, can't. It's ultimately you shouldn't go into any sort of artistry to be like, oh, this is going to be my career. Because if if you do that, then you're going to there's a lot compromise, of compromise your yeah. art. If you're strictly doing it for the art, you should just go in and be like, I'm just going to create whatever I want to create. And if someone responds to it, that's awesome. If not, I'm doing this for myself. That is a true statement, what you just said, but I just feel like it's deteriorated to the point where I feel like, you know, a few decades ago, the the cream was allowed to rise to the top. And now more often than not, not every single song, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's almost impossible now. Right. I agree. I'm not arguing with you. I do think when you do go into artistry, you should not be. It should not be motivated by money. But I do think we did have an older system in place where you could be financially rewarded for making good music. I don't think that and I mean, films and other things. With the internet, everyone has an even playing field. That's, that's if it's really a good piece of art, it'll go viral. It'll. That's not true. What? I mean, like, and and I wasn't saying that you use your creativity to make money or whatever. Um, or, or you compromise it. I just meant it in a way where if you have a passion and you want to make that your career, it just sucks that like you have to um, compromise the quality of your work in the music business to make money. Like if you're an artist and you go into graphic design, you know you can be creatively free in that and make a good. That's not true. If you, you have a boss money, who tells you what, yeah, to do. you're gonna have to work for like a, a company who's like outsourcing and you're doing advert. You're gonna be doing design you don't want to well, do. Well, I'm saying there's like like no real jobs for musicians that's consistent, unless it's like their band or on tour. Like if you were just a, like you yourself as an individual was, it's hard to survive on that. Then do something else. That's all. Yeah. Yes, and I'm just saying it sucks for them. Yeah, that was their choice. Nobody yeah, like when really you, good. no kid who is like in high school, his dad is like, I don't care. You're going to be a guitarist. <laughs> you don't know that. Put that book down. No, it's a choice. So if you want to do something else, do something else. I'm sure most kids' parents are dissuading them from being in a band anyway. Yeah. And now there's even more reason to do that. To dissuade kids from seconds. wasting their life on something that isn't going to pay them any money. Yes, but that's the sad part. It's the world. It's not sad or not or happy. It just is the way of the world. Sad is like genocide. <laughs> or something like that. A guitarist not making as much as he should make based on Earning his talent. I don't care. I don't make that much either. What do I? I'm not going to cry for other people that are underpaid. We're all underpaid. Whatever. <laughs> That's Fuck true. It. Yeah, you're right. It's the world. I'm just going to feel sorry for myself. Yeah, seriously. There you go. <laughs> if there's one message you could take away from the live cast, mm-hmm. is if you're going to feel sorry for someone, Dude, start with yourself. Seriously. <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, El Duderino in the chat says, if Sid was a woman in Maine, would he buy drugs from, from Kaya, let her impregnate him, and call her smoothie? Wait, how would Kaya is a woman also. I don't understand how she would impregnate me. That's the, <laughs> My that's mind the is blown. Answer the question. <laughs> uh, were we going to say no? No, I was going to say, can we play the Steve Harvey moral barometer for closing? Do we have it, Darren? Do we have that? Um, let me see. Uh, while while uh, Darren does a search, I do want to mention we have a brand new shirt up. Mm. Everyone who happens to be a fan of our uh, handsome man. Yeah. 
Darinsky. You can pick up the official Darinsky shirt. We also have a video of Darren exiting the hot pink limo that dropped him off <laughs> last week. That's right. And you can see that on the site. If you'd like to pick up the shirt, just go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. It's beautiful. And I want to say that Raba and my wife both worked on it together. Go to metalinjection.net slash livecast and hit the merch button. And, uh, <laughs> and you can buy the merch. <laughs> but thank you, Darren, <laughs> for the compliment. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew how to get to the merch section. Is there going to be a fight? Our listeners are smart. They would have figured it out. They didn't need you to say that twice. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case. Tell people to go to our Facebook page. And then give out your you personal phone them. number by accident. Six, and, four, leave six. Us, <laughs> and leave us reviews on iTunes. Go to our Facebook page. Leave us reviews on iTunes. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. Twitter.com slash MI Livecast. That's us, and I'm Rob Injection on Twitter. Noah is Noah Injection, and Sid is Bland Injection. We're going to get out of here with the Steve Harvey Moral Barometer. I believe uh, one of these comes with each pack of bacon that you buy. Mm. Hey, yo, moms, I'll take you in the car. But I needed to go grocery shopping. Yo, fuck you, ho. Why are you riding my dick, she? <sighs> what happened to my kids? They used to be such angels. Are your kids running wild? Gay sex? Wild orgies? Marijuana? Wish you could tell for sure? Well, now you can with the Steve Harvey Moral Barometer. Hi, I'll be Steve Harvey. Y'all may know me as the host of the Steve Harvey Show, Family Feud, or that guy who cries at the drop of a hat on TV. It can be hard raising a family in today's moral climate. I know I'd be working on my third family right now. But now there's a product that can give y'all a little bit of help. Whether y'all children's is engaging in faggotry, atheism, fornication, or hardcore marijuana use, the Steve Harvey Moral Barometer will let you know. Here's Mark Goldblatt from Scientific Proof Magazine to tell us how it works. Wait, Goldblatt? Y'all didn't tell me there going to be no Jews on this camera. That's some Illuminati shit right there. When we commit sins, our body emits tiny ion particles that change the pressure in the air. The Steve Harvey Moral Barometer picks up these small pressure changes and can actually detect what type of sin has been committed. Isn't that right, Mom? Where have you been, young man? Oh, um, I was, uh, I was out with the guys skateboarding. False statement. False statement. Subject was sucking dick in boys' locker room. Sin committed. Sin committed. You were saying? Sorry, Mom. Thanks to Steve Harvey, my son will never suck penis again. Whether it's your husband running around with that girl from Starbucks who keep giving him the eye, or your sister-in-law who's a Muslim and worshiping the wrong God, or your son who you think be in atheism, or worst of all, your cousin who be blogging, the Steve Harvey Moral Barometer can help you make the people around you... <laughs> Do the, do the right thing. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just that I had such a bad upbringing. <laughs> My pops wasn't ever there for me. It's so hard to be a celebrity. <laughs> to order, call 1-800-BIGOTED-PRICK or go to www.bigotedprickbastardwithadoofymustache.com.